What is up, beloveds? Beloveds! <laughs> Had to get loud. It is your girl, Belle Fit. Welcome to the Mother Lifting Belle Fit Show. How you doing today? You hear me get my Wendy Williams on? How you doing today? (laughs) Anyway, bae. So today I want to talk to you about empowering versus enabling. Okay. Empowering versus enabling. There's a huge difference. And the reason why I want to talk to you about this is because I have this feeling that some of you have a tendency to ignorantly, okay, I'm not calling you ignorant. I'm saying that you naively make yourself a martyr to other people's situations, meaning you will bend over backwards. You will put yourself in bad predicaments so somebody else can be in a good situation. Like, let's stop doing that, okay? There is a difference between empowerment and enabling. Okay, when I empower you, I am teaching you. When I'm enabling you, I'm fixing it for you. Okay, and here's the thing. When we become enablers, the only thing that we produce are codependent people. See, here's the thing I love about coaching. If I do my job right, I don't hear from you again, (laughs) unless you want to say thank you, right? It's like the little baby birds, you know, they're about to fly out of their nest for the first time, and I have to prepare them to do so by giving them instruction, by showing them personally, by leading, by example. But what I'm not doing is putting them on my back and flying with them. No, you won't be my burden, okay? (laughs) If I do my job right, if I empower you, then you will learn something. You will learn enough to not be in that situation again, okay? So how many times do the same people come and talk to you about the same things? And, you know, one reason why they do this is because they know you're gonna fix it Okay, this person is your brother. This person is your mother. This person is your spouse. This person is your BFF. Guess what, my friends? If they're doing that, the only thing that you have is a codependent person. You have a liability on your hands. See, when you empower someone, you give them the ability to be an asset to their self. Like, I want you to be better so you don't have to come to me anymore, right? See, I was, I want to say, I was one of those people for a long time that I was very codependent. Like, listen, there is no shade here, okay? I'm, I'm keeping it all the way real. That's what I do for you. You're welcome, right? <laughs> I was one of those codependent people. Why? Because the person I was going to, I knew for a fact that they would always cover me, that they would always provide for me. You know, 
You don't make people your personal savior. It's just wrong. Whether it's a friend, whether it's a family member, you're taking them for granted and those same resources, that same energy and time they invest into you could be spent investing into their own situations, their own predicaments, their own assignments, their own services, their own business, right? See, I didn't understand that until later on. And then I realized, you know what? I don't want to be codependent on you anymore. Like I just got sick and tired of having to wait for somebody else to meet my need. Because guess what? It was my need. Therefore, it was my responsibility to resolve. Okay, now that comes with maturity. Some people don't mind usurping everything from you. You know, they don't mind making you their their emergency contact for everything. But that's not what we want. See, we want to prepare people so they can produce better outcomes for themselves. You don't want somebody that just keeps coming around so you can fix it. Okay, I don't care how efficient you are. It takes away from your reserves, you know? Like everybody's got so much energy a day. Everyone only has so much time. Everyone only has a certain amount of resources, right? And what do we look like by just continuing to provide the same people with the same things? You have to learn how to empower them. See, you have to give them tools so they can fix it themselves. You have to teach them lessons. Like, yo, this is what I did to get me from point A to point B. If I can do it, you can do it too. Information for elevation, right? We don't put ourselves in dire situations trying to be somebody else's backbone, try to be somebody else's, you know, um, super save a hoe. <laughs> like, no, you can do this yourself. Because the energy that you spend constantly enabling somebody, it will drain you. It will be a deficit in your life. And there's always a ripple effect. Okay. So I also want you to realize, like when you assess yourself, just be honest. Like, is there a situation or is there something that you find yourself struggling with and you continue going to the same person to assist you? Like we have to nip these things in the bud. Here's the thing. Some people who are enablers, they love being enablers because it's the only time that they feel like they're important. It's the only time that they feel significant when you need them. It gives them almost this boost of superiority. Like, yes, of course you needed me. Okay. And what you're going to notice with these particular people When you start to actually empower yourself, meaning you start to resolve your own issues, you are going to find that they are very insecure, that they don't like the fact that you are now flourishing, that you are now maturing, that you are now growing and applying new techniques to prevent you from reproducing old situations. It's like, what, you don't need me no more? (laughs) Like, no, I like you. 
but I don't need you. See, that makes people who are insecure, it makes them feel some type of way because they want to be your hero, right? So I don't want this episode to be long. I just wanted you guys to realize where you stand. Are you an empowerer or are you an enabler? Don't enable. You know, people have to leave the nest. They have to spread their wings and fly. And if they are always seeking you out, then it's going to prevent you from flying higher. Right? You know what my dad said? My dad is such a freaking guru. Like this man, (laughs) you think I'm candid. He will give it to you straight. Mr. Bell, this is what he said. Okay, I think I already told you guys one of the things that he said to me. And that was this, don't make your problem my problem. But he also, he wasn't talking to me. Like he was just, because I was telling him about my struggle because I I used to get involved in everyone's situation. It's like, how do I get on the front lines of your problems? I've got my own issues, right? I was telling him that. And he's like, you have to learn how to separate yourself. You know, like don't let their problems become your problems, right? But he also said something else. And it was just like, Wow, I love that response. Are you ready for this? Can I get a drum roll, please? He said this. What are you going to do about it? Oh, did that just send chills down your spine as well? (laughs) When people are coming to you, wanting you to be their Mr. or Mrs. Fix-It, Put the ball back in their mother lifting court. And what are you going to do about that? What are you going to do about that situation? Scratches head, sips tea, right? See, you have to return that serve because it's not your problem. You can be nice, but don't be so gullible that you put yourself in the mix of all their drama. Man, I live like that for years and I can tell you what it did to me. It made me isolate myself to the point that I did not want to have any type of human contact whatsoever. Like, don't DM me. Don't look me in the face. You know, like, you know, when people like look you in the eye at the grocery store, like you just kind of like cross paths and you lock eyes. I didn't even want that. Like I was so misanthropic. I wanted to avoid all human interaction whatsoever because I was traumatized from always being that person who ended up in the midst of other people's issues and circumstances. Like, please stop choosing me. But guess what? I allowed that to happen. And I had to take accountability for that. I was like, you know what? I don't have to save you. The same savior that I go to, okay, J-E-S-Us, okay, the same savior that I go to, you can go to too, boo-boo. Are you hearing me? Like, I'm not going to be your savior. That's why there's God, okay? That's why we have God. And if you don't believe in him, that's on you. But I'm not going to put myself in your situation at the expense 
of my resources, of my energy, of my mental health. You know, it it gets tedious on your mental health, man, on your overall wellness when you put yourself as this martyrer, you know? Like you're not supposed to be the sacrificial lamb every time somebody has an issue. So stop doing that, okay? And if that's you, I need you to understand when you actually revoke the privilege that these people have to just keep, you know, getting you to intervene into their situation and be their super hero, when you actually create boundaries, it's gonna be uncomfortable because you're not gonna like their response a lot of times. They will have an attitude. They're not gonna like the fact that you're not gonna save them anymore. They're gonna act like you are, you know, like you're behaving as if you're too good for them. They're gonna try to guilt trip you. There's just an array of things these people do. But I wanna tell you, they are so resourceful. Even though you are their plan A, they have a plan B. Like they'll go to somebody else. That's just what they do, right? They're just like, okay, so you're really gonna say no? Okay, I'm gonna find a yes elsewhere, as they should, right? But the greatest thing that anybody can ever give you is information. Like how do you fix this problem in your finances? I'm gonna give you information so you create a budget So you actually have money in your pocket. How can you fix that situation? Well, you know, instead of you coming and talking to me about your problems with your girlfriend or boyfriend, why don't you relay these same concerns to them when you're not in a heightened emotional state? I'm sure that by you guys addressing this together, there will be some type of resolution, right? Like you put the ball back in their court. What are you going to do about it? See, we have to stop enabling people. Allow them to put on their big girl or big boy pants, you know, put on your big boy britches and figure this thing out yourself. Because if they don't figure it out and you keep fixing it, They're just going to be back in six to eight weeks like a freaking checkup, man. Like, (laughs) I'm not your doctor. (laughs) You're not getting paid for that hourly. Like, they're just going to come to you. And no, we have to stop doing that. And this is going to hurt some people. And guess what? When you say no, even though it hurts them, like, You're hurting them for their good. Because hopefully, instead of having a plan B and going to somebody else, hopefully they take the information that you have given them, the insight and revelation that you have given them based on your own experience. Hopefully they actually utilize that information, okay? Because there's always better on the other side of application. Give them the tools to fix it. And guess what? You may not even have the tools to help them fix it. So what else can you do? Refer them to somebody else. Like, yo, I can't, listen, (laughs) I wish I could help you, but I can't. This is the person who helped me with that issue. Or here is someone that 
I heard is an expert in that field. You know, like literally sit down and try to help them find somebody who can coach them, who can lead them and guide them in the right direction. Because we have to get out of these cycles of just leading people to the freaking lake, hoping that they will drink the water. No, you know how to get there. Get there on your own and drink the mother lifting water for yourself, okay? Like I'm, <laughs> I'm tired of taking you. You need, <laughs> I'm keeping it real guys, because it's, it's so depleting on your energy, you know? And, and, and also you wanna make sure that you're not in codependent relationships. See, that's very unhealthy. Like that is just very, very unhealthy because honestly, most of the time, if somebody is always coming to you for some type of issue, I guarantee you're not going to them for anything. It's like, it's like they provide you with no benefit whatsoever. And you want to have people in your corner who actually refine you. Iron sharpens iron, right? That's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to serve each other by way of information and edification and experience. But to serve and to sacrifice, those are two totally different things. I'm not gonna sacrifice my life for you. Okay, that was Jesus. He did that. (laughs) He did that for all of us, okay? Thank you, Lord. But I'm not gonna sacrifice my life for you time and time again. I'm not going to, you know, continue to exert my energy and my resources trying to keep you afloat. I'm going to give you guidance so you can keep yourself afloat. And for those of you that give, I mean, excellent instruction, you may not even know it, but you're probably a coach. That's what coaches do, right? A coach gives instruction. I'm going to give you things to do that will make you go from point A to point B. I'm going to give you things to do that's going to allow you to escape that situation or that toxic cycle. I'm going to give you information so you can break free and liberate your mother lifting self, right? Some of you are probably coaches, man. So don't take that for granted and recognize when maybe you've enabled somebody a few times, you know, because if you've done it a few times and they have an expectation in you, it's just, it's that serious. You've already, you've created the framework for that, my friend. You literally have made the bed and now you're lying in it. And if that has occurred multiple times, like if this is a habitual situation, then before you tell them no, tell them why. Like, hey, you know, I've noticed that you've struggled with this for quite some time. And as much as I would love to fix it for you, you know, like I have been doing, (laughs) as much as I would love to, you know, be that solution for you, I think it's time that you find a solution yourself. You know, because I want to remove myself from these predicaments. So you learn what you need to learn in order to bloom, in order to flourish, in order to thrive, 
because I don't want to see you in this situation again. I don't want you to keep asking me for money. I don't want you to keep losing different jobs. I don't want you to keep ending up in abusive relationships. You know, there was a a woman that I was talking to and her sister was in an abusive relationship for years. And every single time that she would call her, you know, she would ask her to pick her up like, hey, can you come pick me up? And can I stay at your place? Because he beat me again. You know, this lady, she had her own life. She had her own kid. She had her own job. And every single time she literally dropped everything to go pick up her sister to rescue her from that situation, from that abusive man. But guess what? It cost her something. You know, she would have to leave her job. She would have to get out of bed, you know, wake up early. She would have to, you know, um, leave her kids, her husband. You know, that affects a lot of things. You do this once, okay, but you do this two, three, and four times. You know, hubby looking at her like, what's up? You know, like I get up to go to work and your sister's on the couch again. Your sister's in the bathroom and, you know, I've got to prepare myself for my day. You know, it's a ripple effect when these people are usurping off of you. Some of them don't mean to do it, I understand. You know, but it doesn't negate the fact that there are consequences that you will reap because of these repetitious cycles, okay, of codependency. So she said, she finally told her, she's like, listen, (laughs) I am struggling right now with my own relationships at home because every time I go and rescue you, I have to go back to an attitude. I have to go back to, you know, this energy in the air that's uncomfortable for me because I'm stepping out so I can assist you. And she's like, it's going to be this simple. Either you leave him or you call somebody else because I'm not coming to pick you up again in the middle of the night when he beats you next time. Like she literally, she just got to that point. She was so frustrated. And what do you think happened? The girl called her again, her sister called her again, and she asked her, hey, can you come pick me up? Because he just, you know, not only did he beat me, but he threw my stuff outside and, you know, X, Y, and Z happened. And she said, no, I'm not picking you up. I told you I wasn't going to do this again. I told you that you need to leave him. But I can't have your issues affecting my household. She told me that it did cause a little bit of conflict between them, but because her sister, literally, this is her only family member in California, because her sister had nobody else to go to, she finally found the courage to move out. You know, she ended up like um, renting a room somewhere and starting to establish herself and just get out of that situation. And she said it was the hardest thing for her to do, deny her own flesh and blood, deny her own sister when somebody else was abusing her. But she said if she would have picked her up that time, she would literally still be picking her up. So you have to get to that point where you say, no, I will not enable you anymore. 
Okay, I'm going to empower you. What are you going to do about that? So with that said, stay spirit led and may God bless you always in fitness, health, and in spiritual wealth. I am your girl, Belle Fit.